Welcome to the No Gravity Podcast. The light's on, I'm gonna go cry or something, I don't know. Gotta be a good boy. Hey viewer, we didn't even see you come in there. How's that? <laughs> I came down <laughs> from me hut. <laughs> we, That's where Craig came from. We didn't even see you come in there. I'm Zev. And that's Mike. Whoa. This is the longest I think I've ever stuck with a professional commitment in my life. Honestly, Three episodes. Yeah. It, it's not very consistent. Because I think today is Thursday and we normally post on a Wednesday. And we're recording right now. But whatever, you know. Listen, like they're not gonna com- they're not gonna complain that much. It's okay. All all three of them. Yeah, I mean, no, you mean three hundred. Give us three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Biggest podcast million. in the world. Three hundred million. Three hundred billion. Everyone in North Korea watches our podcast. That's the that's the number one uh number one general audience for us is North Korea. It's very strange. Number one podcast in Pyongyang. We got, actually, I was going to say we have a few things on the agenda, but we actually don't. We have, like, one thing on the agenda. Yeah. And then, and then we're going to start winging it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ten and a half. Really? You got some, you got some nice feet, buddy. I, can wear a size I, got, some, I got some nice fucking steppers. Yep. Nice. That's what I do on want. Agenda. <laughs> yeah, that was episode three, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. No, I want to talk about... Um, it's finally here. It's finally out. Atomic Heart. I'm more pausing like. For... No, go for it. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. It's more like. You can use oh. your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Atomic Heart. More like. Insert joke here. Yeah, exactly. I'm leaving it up to interpretation on purpose. It's subjective, guys. This is just art. like just like video games. Subjective. However, if there's one thing that we can all agree on, it's that Atomic Heart is pretty fucking mid. I how's that, how that for a segue? I, I think like it's so I don't know. I mean, like you know, what's really weird, right? Because objectively, what does mid mean? Mid means middle, right? And a middle score is like a fifty out of a hundred, a five out of ten, right? Right. But like in the gaming universe. That's just fucking trash. That is bold yeah. and brash. Yeah. More like... Anything anything below us. Actually, dude, even sevens, I feel like people ignore. Definitely. Definitely. It's really weird. Mid- like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, there's mid is such a weird term because, like, there's so many great video games that for video games, I feel like even great is kind of mid now. It's really funny. Like, I think it's hilarious because, like, you came in here, you said, Atomic Heart, it's fucking mid. Yeah. I'm staring at the open credit. Got 74. But in, like, video game universe, I think, like, 70, like, 75 is the threshold. If you can't beat a 75, get yeah. out of here, you fucking mid boy. I mean, I'm, I'm on just the homepage of Open Critic 2 right now. I'm looking at Atomic Heart 74, uh, the new Yakuza game. Yeah, like a dragon, Ishin, 81. You got 79 Wild Hearts, 81 for Kirby's Return to Dream. Like, 74 is on the lower end, right? Like, that's def- it's definitely... You're going to like it if you, if you want to like it. But gaming is subjective. So I'm sure there's a bunch of people who think 74 is be- way too low, you know? You know, I think that we should go and make a bell curve for this. Like, I'm actually curious to see what the bell curve looks like. Like, where does the curve fall in terms of video games? Because, like, I'm actually really curious to see compared to, like, IGN. Like, let's pick, let's pick like, one publisher that, right. that's, like, not so mid, and then let's go find another, like, reviewer that is mid and compare their scores with, like, a, like a graph. I'll do that. I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Like, we'll be, like, episode six. Like, guys, I have the graph. Yeah, I finally got it. I got it. I, it came from the ancient lost lands of fucking India or something. I think um, later on in the show, it'd be good to talk about games that were not like critically loved that you that you adore. Because I know there's a few games for me that got kind of shit on by critics that I think are fucking great. 
Yeah, because that, like... that that's the craziest thing about like people don't like game reviewers at all for some reason, especially IGN. But in reality, man, like game reviews are just opinions. They're one person's opinion. That's all they are. Like you and you don't need to agree with them. A lot of opinions do align. Like a lot of people are given, for example. Elden Ring, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. A lot of those opinions aligned that that is a masterpiece of a video game. But when you go to Atomic Heart, IGN gave an 8. But Game Informer or GameSpot or whatever gave it a 6. And then there's another um, that gave it a 2.5 out of 5, which would equal a 5. Like, so that just goes to show, like, there's so much difference in taste for so many different gamers and game reviewers that, like, I people say it all the time, but it really does like just take it, it means so much. Like, just take video game reviews with such a grain of salt and try them for yourself, you know? So, like, let's let's put it this way, right? You know how we were talking about mid, right? right. Let's let's shout out, let's just give them a quick shout out, right? Metro Game Central, five out of ten, mid, absolute mid, mid. right? Games Radar Plus, 2.5 out of five, mid, mid, you know. But like, yeah, you have a lot of these publications, I think, that just score high, right? Like, I think that like even GameSpot, right? You give it a six out of ten. That's not mid. That's slightly above mid. That's slightly. That's mid mid with an extra D. Yeah, it's like slightly less mid than mid. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, so I've played. Two hours of it, three hours of it. So I'm obviously not going to give it a score. I'm not like reviewing it, but man, it's just such a, it's, it's been so not fun to play so far. I've been super busy this week, so I haven't had the time to sit down with it and like sink my teeth into it. But mm-hmm. ah, dude, it's just like, and also I like, just don't care about it. I don't care about the audio logs I'm finding. I don't care about the characters, the commentary, like it did not hook me. And I think a video game really needs to hook you. Like, question for you, Mike. The uh, Think of a game that really, like, within the first hour got its teeth into you and you fell in love with the characters and the story and the world. What was the last game that did that to you? Oh, dude, that's very simple. It's Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> Same. I didn't I mean, even mean to do that as a segue, to be honest with you. Yeah, but <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But, like, yeah. literally, you said, what's the last game it did to me? I, I, yeah. I can't exaggerate it. You know, like, yeah. I played that expecting it to be bad. And, like, if you hear my reaction to Hogwarts Legacy, I'm like, okay. I'm like, objectively, this cannot fail based on what I've seen. But I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. And I'm not even a Harry Potter guy, and I'm enjoying the shit out of that game. Yeah, same. And... So that game hooked me almost immediately on top of like the world fun to explore, the characters all fun, you know, combat fun. Atomic Heart has like so far to me, like none of that. Like I don't care about anything yet. I think your character um is fucking annoying as all hell. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, you you watched one of your friends play it for a little bit, right? Yeah, so I didn't listen to any of the dialogue or anything. I'm not going to lie, because at that time, I was actually beating Impossible Difficulty on Dead Space, and I just had his stream open on the side. I was looking at the gameplay, and like, this looks like... Uh, it looks like a modern Doom clone with extra weirdness thrown into it, and I didn't. I wasn't really jiving with it too much. It, My brother... My brother says it reminds him a lot of uh, Prey from 2017. Really? I can, kind of, I can kind of see that too, the way it looks. Like, the way it plays, how it looks. It's hard to describe. Like, the vibe of it, I guess, is the best way to put it. I, I kind of get that. Prey 2017, though, is a much better game. I can just tell you that already. Yeah, I mean, like, I've played Prey. That's, uh, it's like this survival horror-esque weird game by bethesda right is that the one we're referring to yeah not the 2006 one the one that came out five years ago Um, yeah that was good that was really good i I loved that game i can't believe that game is that game's gonna be six years older this year give us prey 2 what are you doing you know what we should do is we should um refer to games like by the years that you've had hair versus the years you didn't have hair uh, that, that... 2017, I think I had hair. 2017, I had hair. Okay, so, like, like we can, like, turn that into, like, the whole BC versus AD thing. 
for the podcast if you'd like. Okay, that, that's good. Yeah, BC would be would be a would be a good acronym for it. Before hair, with no WH with hair, WH with hair, and then WOH without hair. I could do that. Yeah, I could do like BB before bald. Honestly, dude, BB and AB. Yeah, I like that. But honestly, you're lucky. Like, um, some people they don't look out. They don't got good shape heads, man. You get lucked out, bro. You lucked out. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like when dudes lose their hair. Okay, I'm going on a tangent now, and this is, I don't know if this is podcast worthy anymore. <laughs> I'm going to leave this, this in. Is an ADHD. This, this is an ADHD. This is totally an ADHD fucking path. But, like, dude, like, some dudes just look fucking tough. Like, you know I, what I'm talking about? Like, you lose your hair. It's like, you go from, like, being a wah baby boy to, like, fucking, I'm a fucking man, even though you have no hair now. Well, you, you know, know who fucking, I get? Mm hmm. I get called Moby a lot. What? You know who Moby is? No. Uh, he's, I guess, a, 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 an electronic musician or some shit. So the first person that called me, it was our friend, our loving friend, Brandon's father. Um, said, said that I looked exactly like Moby. And, and I'm like, who the fuck is Moby, uh, mister? And he told me. And then I got it again, you know, a few weeks ago. And then literally this morning at work, somebody said I looked like Moby. So that's like Dude. three or four times in, in the past few years. And so I've just, I looked up a picture of him today. You just sent me one and I see it. You know, if you take like 30 years off of Moby, that's what I look like. That's not a good picture of him. I feel like, and I like, I don't feel like you look like your jawlines. I feel like a little bit more pronounced than our boy Moby here. Cause Moby gives me this guy's vibes. It gives me mega mind vibes. And that yeah, picture Moby, at least I do have a more pronounced jaw, but I cover it up with that little beard of mine, but That's I true. still see the resemblance. Yeah. I think we're going to start referring to games on older consoles as like the bef <laughs> before bald the, console. Before bald. I do like yeah. that. Yeah. And all this is staying into the podcast, by the way. I'm not cutting any of this out because that was a good conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I told you. Like, I'm an ADHD fever dream right now. It's great. What were we? Uh, what were we talking about before we started talking about being bald? Potter Legacy. Um, that we were talking oh, about Prey and Atomic Crave, older yeah. games. So you were just you were not. We were just talking about what Medal of Honor versus like the new new Call of Duties and stuff too. No, that was before the podcast. I think that's going to be a good thing. We should we should dive into you know let's 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 put atomic heart behind us let's you know what take that game crumple it up into a little ball yeah, and toss yeah. it toss it in the basket yeah now dude fuck you atomic fart we're out of here done see we're, you later we're out of here. see you I'll later see. stinky mid as fuck bye you know what i'm saying yeah um I, what we talk oh yeah I, I you and i both have attention problems i already forgot where we were going with this it's not not that it's like it's it's you know it's really weird like we just talked about atomic heart and it was just like such a touch and go thing just because yeah of, you're like this game it ain't good but it's it ain't not that horrible. good yeah <laughs> i'll come back to it when i do beat it i mean if i beat it i think i texted you a few nights ago like i don't plan on beating it but i plan on putting a few more hours into it so you know what's tragic is that you plan on beating Daymare 1998, but you I, don't plan yeah. on beating Atomic Heart. Yeah, that is a... Uh... Fuck, I really wish you hadn't said this, because now I, feel like I, <laughs> now I feel like I owe it to Atomic Heart to beat it. I don't know if you should give it the benefit of the, the doubt, dude. At least, like, with Atom like Atomic Heart had some... So you know how we were, like, let's go back, right? Let's, like, rewind, right? Remember how we were talking about like how I have this like theory where if games dump a shit or companies, publishers dump a shit ton of money into like advertisement, then I feel like they're not gems. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So like, I feel like with Atomic Heart, we had a ton of ads for that game. And like, yeah, guess what happened? It's fucking mid. There were, uh, I often wondered where the fuck they were getting their, um, add money for like from they there was a lot there was a lot of trailers and i feel like it showed up at every like showcase from like 2015 to now 
it got a lot of people i think you know they they rode the hype and they wanted to boost sales because they knew that it wasn't going to be a great product maybe i mean like it's a speculation it's a speculation okay it's not like um okay i don't want to say it wasn't a great product because like again like video games is a medium of art right and art is subjective right so right. for like again like this is some people's favorite game out there you know right like they sat down they're like dude i fucking love this shit and awesome. i'm happy uh, for you side note side note it's better mm-hmm. than any video game i can make so i'm not like talking shit Are you about, sure about like that? that you're like literally like the greatest c developer i've ever met in my life i don't know man c sharp yeah i'll you know what i'll i'll throw a video game together real quick you know how long could yeah. it possibly take to make a game right a few a few you weeks you literally did it you literally did it with that big big head of yours yesterday yep. you're just like boom done done it's been made compiled done. i'm just gonna but you know what because fuck the gaming community threw it in the fucking recycle bin and emptied that shit so if you I don't, don't want owe, this i don't owe them incredible, anything yeah if you want this incredible masterpiece you guys are gonna have to go break into his house and recover it off the drive of that oh, computer yeah Oh, what are we talking anyways, about? Daymare oh, yeah, 1998. Daymare, Daymare, Daymare. We're going to Daymare, Daymare. now, right? So, episode to, one is up it. on YouTube, right? Yeah, episode one is on YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash at low gravity plays. Guys, come subscribe. If you'd so choose to do so, we'd fucking appreciate it. It'd we would. It was, it was a blast playing it with you. The game is certainly something. It's a it's a good time. It's like it's, it's not a good, good time. time to play, but it's a great time to fucking dick around in. That's for sure. Yeah, there are some laughs. There are some cries. There's one scream from me. Um, it's a it was a good time, and we're gonna go back to Daymare this weekend. Uh, the the plan is to beat it, take down a chapter a week, and I think have it done in what six to eight weeks. Right? There can't be that many chapters in Daymare 1998. We could do that, or, you know, like, maybe one day this weekend you and I can get together a little earlier and just really fucking go nuts on it. Plow through it, yeah. Yeah, it could do something like that. It's up to you, really. Like, I should be good. And I know we're, like, scheduling now in the middle of the podcast, but, yeah, let's let's just fucking just do what our hearts desire, dude. Like, we're going to be well, Yugi Moto in this instance. Heart of the fucking cards, baby. Well, you know what the thing is? Like, the, our first two podcast episodes had so much structure, and I mm-hmm. think... This is more authentic of who you and I are outside of like trying to be professional for a podcast. We're we're a, we're all over the place, you know. We're a we're a squirrel on coke, dude. This is, this this is what the people want. This is what we this is what we give them. We are the cocaine bear. We are the cocaine bear. Tra- <laughs> trademarked co- cocaine bear now in theaters. Um, dude, you know do you know about the cocaine bear? Uh, the movie? Do you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now in theaters. It oh, was dude. directed by uh, my girl. My, who's the fuck? She's a really talented actress. Who directed Cocaine uh, Bear? Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Dude, Elizabeth fucking Banks, bro. 90, right? Dude, un- unlike, unlike Atomic Heart, this shit apparently is not mid. Not mid. Yeah, not mid. And like, it's, it's not mid. 91% of people like this movie, according to Google users. Obviously, critics didn't like it because they don't like the idea of Cocaine Bear, but I like yeah. the idea of Cocaine Bear. I do like the idea. I like the idea of anything with a bear in it, to be honest with yeah. you. Cocaine Bear, now in theaters. Go watch it. Yeah, uh, we are not sponsored by Cocaine Bear. This sounds like an ad, but I swear to you, <laughs> you know, Mike's, Mike's a big Cocaine Bear fan. I'm a big Elizabeth Banks fan. So I think the two yeah. things just mesh yeah elizabeth cocaine bear elizabeth bear fan yeah we uh let's get back to gaming though real quick you know <laughs> in the in the gaming podcast how about we talk about gaming for just you know a few seconds here we were uh talking earlier before the podcast started about what was it the sixth generation of consoles ps3 and xbox 360 what generation of consoles was that do you know that, that off the, the top of your head yeah i do know that off the top of my head it was the BB generation before ball. It was it was definitely BB. It was not the sixth generation though. Um, um I, I, it must have been the seventh generation because sixth generation was PS2 and GameCube. So the seventh gen of consoles. 
There so, we go. It was the seventh gen. I looked that up, and I love how it gave me a picture of the Nintendo Wii. Like, it belongs there. Hey, I'm, lying. I'm just going to say this out. Was great. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. The Wii sold, like, fucking hotcakes. You know? It was a fun console, dude. I... I don't... Oh, fuck, man. I don't like Nintendo products, man. And I don't mean it in, like, a, oh, they're bad way. But, like... I don't like how everything with Nintendo is a gimmick. Like you know me, for years it was you try you've been trying to get me onto PC gaming and I was so against it cuz I like sitting down on my couch with a fucking controller. And I don't know why Nintendo is so gosh darn resilient to let me do that. I don't want fucking I don't want motion controls. I don't want a fucking tablet in my hand. I don't dude. just give me a fucking controller, dude. Like that's why I loved the GameCube. Dude, you don't want the uh, you don't want the Wii Fit pad, so that way you step on it. It says you're fucking obese. Yeah, no, <laughs> that does. <laughs> and I mean it in a loving way, but Nintendo likes their gimmicks. They fucking love their gimmicks, you know. And everything they oh, do, yeah. everything they make since the GameCube has been a gimmick. The DS is a gimmick. It's fucking wildly successful, but it's still a gimmick, you know. The oh, flip up two screens, you know. The 3DS. That's a gimmick. This the fit the the you know the thing you were talking about the Wii U, which a lot of people don't want to talk about, but I want to fucking talk about the Wii U. Can we talk about the Wii U, Mike? I've been dying to talk about the Wii U. <laughs> Let's talk, right. talk about the Wii U. You have the floor. I have the floor. What the fuck was the Wii U? Why was that thing? It was obviously a test for the Nintendo Switch, right? <laughs> like, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. What they did was they're like, okay, listen, guys. We haven't figured this shit out yet, but the public doesn't fucking know that. The public, yeah, the public doesn't fucking know. They'll eat this shit up. But you know what didn't happen? The public didn't eat it up. The public didn't eat it up, Mike. <laughs> That's why the Wii U fucking failed. <laughs> you think of the oh. best game on the Wii U. The best game on the Wii U also came out for the GameCube and then got re-released for the fucking Switch. You know, Twilight you Princess. <laughs> Would you say that? Would you say that the the Wii U was mid? The Wii U was mid. The Wii U was dev. The Wii U Atomic Heart should be re released for the Wii U right now. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> the most mid console with the most mid video game. It's a match made in heaven. Isn't so? Is the Wii U part of the eighth generation of consoles? Would that go up against the PS3 and the 360? I think so. Or no, like, or no, no. Would that go up against the PS4 and the Xbox One? I meant, or like Nintendo seems to be doing their own fucking thing, right? Dude, it was the eighth generation. That's it competed yeah. with the X Bone and the PS4. What a fucking, what a console, what a time, what a time to Dude, be alive. You fan of uh, you fan of Corey Taylor? The Slipknot guy? Yeah, that guy. He's alright. Because, really because Slipknot, he said but... it in his Iowa album, he said it best, dude. Like the Wii U was a disaster piece. He said the Except Wii without U was the a... piece. He said the <laughs> no, Wii U he was never a said that. He never said that. It's just an Okay, I was song. gonna say, like holy shit, <laughs> yeah, is that really a Slipknot <laughs> yeah. lyric? <laughs> the third the third track yeah, the third track off of the Iowa album, Corey Taylor is just belting the the fucking the Wii, U. Wii U is a disaster piece. Fuck. Um oh, dude, remember, this started in, we well, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I remember in 2009 I was in high school, edgy as shit, listening to Corey Taylor sing about the Wii U. Yeah, I also listened to a lot of Nintendo-based lyrics and uh, <laughs> songs. <laughs> I, uh, oh, that's awesome. We weren't talking about we weren't talking about this before the podcast. We were talking about gaming and games from that seventh gen of consoles. And you asked me if I thought the Xbox 360 was my favorite console of all time, and I said to you, "Quote." Even though I'm an Xbox guy, I would have to say the PS3 is my favorite console of all time. However, the seventh generation of consoles would easily be my favorite generation. End quote. I want to elaborate on that now. I'm going to tell you that now in great detail. The seventh gen of consoles, obviously. Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, PlayStation 3, right? I was a diehard PlayStation 3 guy in that, in that era. Do you remember? Yep. 
Yeah, I, yep. I think I was trying to get you to play games with me for a while, and you're like, no, I'm trophy hunting, fuck off. Trophy hunting, yep. I, I refuse to believe in party chat and and uh, all that good stuff that came with the PS3, which, like, is, I feel like, pretty, pretty thought, like, all around that the PS3 is the worst PlayStation console, right? Oh, easily, yeah. Easily, right? 100%. And the only reason I got it was because I was a big PS2 guy, and I wasn't a big original Xbox guy, so my mom bought me a PS3 and my brother a 360, and I kind of just stuck with the PS3. And a lot of my core gaming memories came from the PlayStation 3. So even though, like, looking back, I, you know, earlier today I was playing my Xbox 360 before we were recording, you know, while we were setting up, I had that on in the background. I go back to my 360 once every few months i never go back to my ps3 i probably don't think my ps3 is even working the ps3 i have is the ps3 that you sold me like 10 years ago do you remember that yep yep and i don't think it even works anymore because that thing is just so old um it was a good boy though it was a good it was a good boy but the 360 and that era i said this before and it's so fucking corny and i hate this term but that is really the era where i discovered that like i was a gamer you know i wasn't just some person who enjoyed playing video games every now and then it was the era where i realized you know i'm what 15 14 like holy shit i love video games like these things are awesome these things are art you know yeah yeah i i mean like i had that come the god moment but i had it i think earlier than you like um <clears throat> I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was borderline addicted to the Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. And that's kind of where I got set up. I was like, Oh, you grabbed me by the nuts now. And then ever since then, I've never had like a Nintendo console again, but man, that was a great console. That was art. That, that was art. That, that one was not like a Wii U prototype. They sent that out. Go, this thing's ugly as fuck, but people are going to buy it. And God damn it. They did. Yep. My, uh, my brother and I have a lot of memories with the N64 too. Playing it as kids, we our aunt had a Nintendo 64, a PlayStation 1 and a GameCube. So, I think my first and earliest gaming memories are on those three consoles. And then, you know, eventually we got a GameCube and we got a PS2 and the story unfolds from there. But I feel you like the Nintendo 64 is probably some of my earliest gaming memories. However, it was always Mario Kart and Mario Party. It wasn't anything like that made me yeah. fall in video games. You know why? Do you know why that is? I'll tell no. you why. I'll tell, tell you why. why. Don't worry. I'll tell you guys why. Because my dad didn't give a fuck. Okay. My dad came home. He's like, I've been fucking slinging asphalt all goddamn day long. This shit sucks. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play goddamn Mortal Kombat till the fucking sun explodes. And right. he did. And I was right there, like five years old, watching this man rip people's heads off in beautiful, high-resolution CRT graphics. And it was fucking glorious. It was a, it was a, it was a time to be alive. Um, you know, you had what? Had Mortal Kombat. We had fucking Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, bro. Ooh, that I, shit was... I played Turok. I did play Turok. My aunt had Turok. That shit was gas. Um, you know Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, you know what else my aunt had? Castlevania '64. Yeah, that shit was also gas. You know what else was on the Nintendo '64? Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played um, a fucking shit ton of that, especially the multiplayer in that game. That shit was fun as hell. Uh, yeah. You know, Golden Golden Eye 007, fucking legendary. Yep. Um, yep. God, I'm trying to remember all these games now. Winback, Operation Winback. You ever play that? No, I've never even heard Dude. of that. Dude, that game was sick. A lot of and these games, game... you're... Sorry, continue. Go ahead. No, no, go, no, no. You go ahead. I'm pulling was... this up. I was going to say, a lot of these games that you're listing are games I heard of, but didn't get to play until I was much, much older. Because like I said, the for me, the N64 was a Mario Party and Mario Kart get console and occasionally we would try Turok and we would try castlevania 64 but we were too young to be good at it so mm-hmm. like i didn't get to play goldeneye until it was remastered years later and i didn't get to play perfect dark until i got on the rare replay for the xbox one um 
So I know a lot of these games, I never got to play them as kids. So I think that's why for me, the first console that I was like, I am a, I am a hashtag gamer trademark was probably the PS3 and I got sucked right in, you know? Yeah, that's what happens. Everyone has their console, but like, I guess, like I said, like I grew up, like my dad didn't give a fuck. Like he just like, dad, yo, you want to play this badass game? Here, play this fucking badass dad, game. Dad was a, a blue collar, hardworking man coming home. Putting putting food on the table and putting video games in your mind, you know. Yeah, no, he's he was putting the video games on the table and the fucking food in your mind. <laughs> the food in my mind, yeah. <laughs> I got pop tarts on my fucking mind, boy. But uh, yeah, no, dude. Oh, I can't believe like okay, Winback was fucking awesome, and it's funny. I'm looking at the the reviews for because I was just curious to see what it scored, you know. And it got like a, it was mid. It got like a, it got, okay, really? mid by go, our fucking go, standards, right? Go, like, go back, rewind. Tell me yeah. what Winback is. What what is this game? Okay, so I called it what I call it, like Operation Winback. It's not. It's a Winback covert operations. And what happened was, if I remember the game correctly, you're like a like special forces, like army SWAT, whatever, something along those lines, and you kind of uncover a plot to use like i think it was like a space space uh, satellite for some fucking fucked up reason and you have to save the day basically right i can't remember exactly it was just badass like you're doing fucking bruce willis shit like diehard shit right um and it was really cool it was third person and uh they had like a snap on system. So like you would like aim the gun third person with like a red laser. Like, you know how like Resident Evil does it? You'd stand still and then yeah. you would. um Yep. But they did it in a way it was really interesting. So like they had a mechanic where you would mount against the wall. Think like Gears of War. And then you would aim around the corner by pulling like the aim button. And the, the laser would pretty much snap onto the, the enemy. And it was like, oh, like it was like a cover shooter. It was very good. I gotta though. say, sounds and like it, Gears of War, right? Yeah, it was like a, a early kind of Gears of War esque kind of game, and it was really good. It had a solid story. I mean, obviously, you know, for the time, it wasn't no perfect dark or anything, but I definitely remember playing the game, and it was a shit ton of fun. You know, we should uh, we should try to emulate that and stream that or yeah, do like, gameplays of that. That'd be that'd be fun. I play Winback, a fucking obscure Nintendo 64 shooter for the first time on the YouTube you know channel. What? They re-released it, I think, for PS2, so we can get the PS2 emulation. That sounds pretty rad. I think we could do it. Yeah, so, like, look. Look, if you look, uh, I'm posting stills of the game so you understand, like, what it was. So you can be on the same page as I was. Right. Here, like here's like a, a video or like a picture of I, a mechanic. I, yeah. I, I googled it and I was like looking at it. It looks pretty badass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like for the time, especially like that was like one of the first like cover shooters. I think if I remember right. I mean, I could be very wrong. I don't know everything. I don't know fucking gaming history. I just know it was before Bald. That's all I remember. So it was it was definitely BB. Yep, Tell me, it was definitely BB. For you, I want to know. I want to get to know you better. I want the audience to get to know you better. I want the audience to know us from the inside and out, you know, feel us, feel our Mm -hmm. presence. What was the, the game for you? Like the one that made you fucking realize this is, this is what you love. We talked about the console, but can you remember the game? Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely remember. Well, it's, it's interesting, right? Like there's, I have one as a kid, which I remember, and then I have one as an adult, right? You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah, because I think like, I have I, the same, so yeah. So it's like I was a kid, I'm playing games, and I'm having a fucking blast, right? And I, my first game I think I ever played was Super Mario 64, bro. Same probably, yeah. And that was a banger, and that kind of pulled me in, that kind of set my expectation for what could be had and what could be fun, right? Because that, that was a fucking banger of a game. That was right. incredible. Um, God, modern day is tough, right? Well, you and I go back and... Loosely, modern loosely. I would say probably like 2000, the late 2000s is modern to mm-hmm. me, you know? Because yeah, you can go back same. to a game from 2008 and it would it's modern enough, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. So like, 
if, it, if you mind if I like do this in like segments, like I want to start from the beginning and then work my way up a little bit. Like I want to end at like the the game that pulled me into like modern day like titles. So we, yeah, you got time. Yeah. So I think my first game, you know, was Mario sixty four, and I think that's apt because like that's like the age that I was at, and that like pulled me into everything. And then I had other games that went with it. Also, I'm gonna segue really quick back to Winback, and, and now I remember what what I was gonna say. It's kind of like it's kind of like great value Metal Gear, and then I'm going forward now. <laughs> okay. Well, um, well, hold up, hold up. I'm gonna take a a, a detour off that segue. I feel mm-hmm. like great value Metal Gear is Siphon Filter. So do you think this is great value siphon filter? I don't know what siphon filter is. Oh, buddy, sure. right, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that when it's my turn to go. We'll talk about some siphon okay. filter. Sorry, I'm like going all over the place, but like, yeah, when back, I think it might be great value Metal Gear, um, or like a different style of Metal Gear. But um, going forward, so first game Mario sixty four, and I think that's reasonable, right? My second game that really fucking pulled me in, like, just I played hours and hours and hours and endless hours of that game. I would probably say was Sly Cooper, the Thievius Raccoonus. For, great game, great choice. Yep, yep, for uh, PS2. That game, I, I was enthralled by that game and the series. It was just incredible. I love those games. Um, and then if we got to go into modern day stuff, uh, you know, the game that really, really ignited a lot of people's, like, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very obvious. Like, I have to say, you know, it has to be Bioshock, right? Like that game mm-hmm. was the shit still yeah. to this day. Um, I think that's the game that really pulled me in. Is it my favorite yeah. game right now ever? No, but I think it's a fucking incredible game and it really revolutionized a ton of things. And, you know, I don't, uh, if we're going up to that era, that's really a console defining fucking game. Like you have that game on the seventh generation consoles, right? And you're going to fucking love every second of it. I feel like we can't sing that game's praises enough because I've, I've mentioned it before in a, uh, we can't sing that game's praises enough because I mentioned it before a few episodes ago, how it's my favorite video game of all time and how I've, I've beaten that game countless times. And we always, every time one of us brings it up, we just go on about how that game really does like stand the test of time. Yeah, there's nothing. There's like it's like a peak. It's like a it's a it's like Mount Everest. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't. mm -hmm. It's just like something like it's a comfort food game for me, which is like all these games that we're talking about, like are comfort food games for for to go back to like Sly Cooper, for example. If someone picked it up for the first time, like if say like a thirteen year old kid picked up Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. For the first time right now, they'd be like, this is fucking outdated. This plays weird. This is bad. Like, look at the graphics. But you and I could probably go back to it and have a lot of fucking fun with it because we played the games and we love them. And for us, it's like, oh, we know how it feels. We know what to expect. We know how it plays, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, that's, yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think Bioshock is an example where you can pick up Bioshock for the first time right now, and it still plays great. It still holds up. You know? Listen, if you give someone Bioshock today, right now, and you don't let them know about the plot twist, you know, or anything like that, sorry, I may have, like, spoiled it for people who have never played the game, but I'm under the assumption it's been, what, 10 years now? How long has yeah, it been? Yeah, it, it's, it's been... So that game originally launched in 07, I think, so it's been 16 years Wow, yeah. Like, yeah, what has the it really f- been a lot? Seven? No way. That game was originally launched in 2007. Yeah. Because it, la- it yeah. launched on PC, PC in 07, and I think consoles 08, if I'm, if I'm right about that. Um, yeah. I, it, so it's been 16 years, and we talked about it before on another podcast. The twist, that surprise M. Night Shyamalan style twist that happens in Bioshock. If you don't know it yet and it hasn't been spoiled for you, but like, and you're listening and you want to know like about the game that we can't sing its praises enough, fucking go watch a fucking gameplay video of it on YouTube. Watch a long play. You know, you can, somebody can beat that game in five hours, record it and put it on YouTube. You know, sit through that and watch it and experience it if you don't want to play it because that yeah. game is something else. 
the stills the stills from the like remastered versions of the game look actually very good like i'm looking at yeah. it like they hold up and i think it came out in about 2016 or something it's funny i just beat bioshock one and two remastered like two months ago i was just bored and i was in kind of a gaming drought and i just decided to boot them both up and play through them and i just beat them both how would you feel if tomorrow they put out a trailer like a like a release trailer and they're like guys i bet you can't wait for this like you know blah 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 and they make and all it is is just it's an audio clip but it's like a very specific audio clip right like the andrew ryan yeah. you know you know what i'm talking about some something that just clicks and you yeah, know clicks. you know it's yeah yeah how would you feel if that like hit the media tomorrow like and it was mega cryptic it was on like a small ass channel or something it would be right. sick i as I would go, I'd freak out every time I watch like a game awards or an E3 showcase or summer games fest thing. I'm saying to myself, is this the fucking time we finally get a Bioshock 4 announcement? Is this it? And never is. However, we did get Judas, which I think we talked about that too, which is uh, the creator of Bioshock, his new studio. Mm -hmm. It's their, it's their first game and it's very Bioshock-esque. If you, if I'm not sure if you've seen the trailer yet. But you, yeah, you and I were talking. About, well, you sent it to me. You're like, you need to see this. So I checked. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that that looks that that is Bioshock. You know, what I I'm mean, saying? your main character literally quotes Bioshock. Like the final like quote in the trailer is the opening line to Bioshock. So, so which speaking is, of Bioshock, boom. so go ahead, go ahead yeah. finish finish what you're saying, and I'll I'll tell you something funny. No, no, we're good. Because after after you go, I want to talk about my games that I grew up with. I want to, you know, we'll flip flop it. So so. My roommate, you know, he he beat Atomic Heart um, and he really loved it. He actually thinks it was really good. But again, you know, teach your own. But there was one distinct part towards the end of the game that actually had a major Bioshock reference in it. Really? It doesn't surprise yeah. me. Major, major, like literally like uh, going underground toward like bathosphere style, looking out into the ocean and then the robot was talking and then they entered, inserted the word rapture into it. You yeah. Know? Yep. That's funny. That's, that's a game like, cause once it was announced, the Bioshock comparisons were there, so they might as well have leaned into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. going to flip a script and I'm going to, I want to talk to you about, are you done with your, with your games or no? Cause I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> Yeah, so I did. So, like, you know, I, I gave my three. So it's it's weird. I couldn't really pick one. I had a hard time. I'm like, okay, let's, no. let's, let's do it by, like, ages of gaming. So, like, this is me growing up from me being, like, five, six, seven, eight years old to my teens to, like, later on, you know? I think that's a good way of putting it because the older you get, you start seeing video games in a different way. Yep. So, for 100%. me, I mean, my first game that, like really kind of clicked with me is also an n64 game and it's also one of the greatest games of all time and i'm talking about a little game called legend of zelda ocarina of time yes yes right this that's that, literally known that's to be yes. one of the best games of all time and me and my brother th- oof we had we had a, we have hours in that game i'm not gonna cut you off i'm just gonna no, say this good. really quick i think objectively that is still considered the best game of all time it's it's almost always in the discussion for top three. If not number one, it's in that top three for people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that game is absolutely great. And I think, you know, we played it so... We put so many hours into that for the Nintendo 64. We still have our original, or technically my aunt's, original Nintendo 64 cartridge of Ocarina of Time. And then, you know, we played it for the GameCube because there was a remaster for the GameCube and then it was on the Wii U store so you could play it on the Wii U or whatever. Um, it's not out for the Switch, is it? Is it? Was it has been remastered for the Switch? I don't I'm not exactly sure. I can always look that up. I'm assuming it is because that's like a cash cow. Of a fucking it should game. be right. If it's not, then yeah. it should be. But, yeah. you know, the game is fucking phenomenal. And it's some of my greatest gaming memories are with my brother having the guide open for like the water temple and being like, all right, you need to do this. You need to go to that door. Like go down this hallway. Like that game okay, is fuck such the water a time in my up. life. Fuck the water temple for real. I mean, but yeah, yeah. You know that they game changed is a, it. And a remaster. Did you know that? 
Yeah, so in the remaster, they made it way easier to tell, like, where the fuck you are. Yeah. Yeah, the Water Temple is notorious. So, smart. Um, and then I want to do what you did, because I want to fast forward a few years, because I'm thinking PS2 era, and games that, like, for me, really, like, defined that, like, preteen, like, young teenager era of my life, you know? What were the games that I had for the PS2 that, like, for me, were, like, the end-all, be-all, like, I had to go home and play this every day? And... I think there's just a, a there's a lot of them. It's hard for me to really put my finger on one. I'm sure if I go downstairs and I like look at my PS2 games or my original Xbox games, something will click. But there's like a lot of the wrestling games for the PS2 I was super 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 into. You know, like the, I was just oh, sorry, no. I want you to finish what you were saying. Sorry about that. I was just going to say, I think that's the golden era of wrestling games for a lot of people. Especially, like, a lot a lot of people's favorite wrestling game is um, WWE. Oh, wow, what's it called? Here Comes the Pain. WWE Here Comes the Pain is a lot of people's favorite wrestling game of all time. And that one specifically was in my PS2 all the time as a kid. Just straight up. Get friends over every day after school. Let's come play, like, Here Comes the Pain and F5 each other a thousand times, you know? You know, I'm surprised something. I just realized something pretty, pretty fucking huge. What's up? So you and I, and this is, I'm going to say this will make sense. Um, you and I never mentioned one of the greatest games. So you know how we talked about that? What's the top three? Like Ocarina of Time is number, like up there is usually considered number one. Right. What do you want? Oh, what are the well, other oh, two? Oh, so I'm sorry. I, was I have that, one was that a mind. question? Yeah, it's a question. Okay. So I have one other in mind that like we have not what, talked about that is like is that, revolionary. Is that like a personal top three or like what you think generally regarded? Like objectively, as top three? like the objective top three is typically like Ocarina of Time. There's one big one that I'm thinking of right now, and I can't think of what the third one would be because these two usually fight for number one spot. Well, I think the big three that everyone talks about as best games of all time: Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and Chrono Trigger. You think Chrono Trigger? Really? I'm surprised you didn't say, say this one. Or I, I Metal Gear Solid. Still. Metal Gear Solid really? 2. Really? Yeah. I hear a lot shit. of Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2 talks, but maybe that's Bro. just me being crazy. Bro, you're not going to talk about fucking Half-Life? I don't hear enough about best game of all time. I hear, like, really great video game, but yeah, I don't hear a lot about best game of all time for Half-Life. I, dude, it's up there. It's literally up there, I'm pretty sure. I oh, I'm sure it, it is. Yeah. I'm surprised you never mentioned it, because like that is like groundbreaking in terms of technology and what is did to the, the entire industry. That game is fucking crazy. I mean, I'm playing currently Black Mesa. I'm playing through it at a fucking snail's pace, but I'm playing through it, which is the... Uh, Fan-made but Valve-approved remake of Half-Life. Have you heard of Black Mesa at all? Yeah, dude, it's incredible. It's so, really fucking good. It's really fucking good. Yeah, so it's really interesting, right? So <laughs> I'm looking at the Metacritic list, right? Because I couldn't find the, the I, list I, I'm open. I just did the same thing of the game uh, game releases of all time. Yeah, so, you know. The top it's, three. It's ha- <laughs> Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Right? Yeah. I like that game. It was great. But, I mean, yeah. Half-Life 2 is higher than Half-Life 1, but they both scored with literally the same score. One thing I I will say, mm -hmm. and so number three on this list is Grand Theft Auto 4 of Metacritic Mm -hmm. game releases of all time. There's an argument to be made there. I I can see it. Because... I know a lot of people don't want to put, quote, modern games into greatest game of all time conversations, but Grand Theft Auto 4 was just as revolutionary as any old game we're talking of. That game was fucking groundbreaking when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it pushed the boundary of what an open world sandbox could do, right? I mean, open world and sandbox doesn't really work together in the same sentence, right? It's a sandbox. I, I know what you game. mean. Yeah. 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 
It paved Sorry, it, it I cut walked you off, so yeah. everything else could run, right? But it walked at oh, a yeah. fucking pretty fast pace when it came that was out. A, that was more like a, a light jog when that game came yeah. out. Like, yeah, there didn't nobody really needed to speed up much. It was it was uh it was uh it was a brisk power walk. It was a brisk power walk, yeah. It was uh it was doing a stroll through the city, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do a, more walking jokes for the audience. It was it was a nice crisp morning walk on the beach. That's what that game was. It was uh it was uh God, it was it was just it was just this game it was good. good. It was good. This, this game, game good. good. This game good. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4 really is a fucking amazing video game. It, I, I, I feel like I never think about it as a, as one of the greatest games of all time until someone brings it up as one of the greatest games of all time, and then I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. It, of course, it fucking is. But go on about Half Life. I cut you off. I apologize. I'm just surprised you never like. I, I didn't think. I feel like. Half-Life is baked into a lot of people's brains as like one of the greatest games of all time, you know, and like for like it definitely deserves to be. I think it's one of the greatest games ever. And there's an entire fan base behind it that unfortunately, as every single day passes, they get old and die and they'll never see Half-Life 3. Myself included, probably because Gabe Newell doesn't understand what the number three is. But um, what's crazy to me? And this is a whole topic for a podcast I do want to do with you. Because I think this is a really fun conversation is video games that deserve a sequel that will pro- that will never get. I already got Half-Life, one on Half- my head. Mine. I mean, Half-Life <laughs> is right up on that list, right? Well, they have Half-Life 2. And then what yeah, happened but I mean, was... Like, I don't mean mm-hmm. like a, a, a game that deserves a sequel, but probably like a new entry in the franchise. That's, you know, because, you know, they have Half-Life 2 and Half-Life Alex, but like... When are we going to get Half-Life 3? You know? Dude, Half-Life Alex was good. That was really, really good. You know, release it for a fucking normal console. How about that? I don't want to play that shit in VR. I think you should Unless, of course, unless, of course, I get a VR headset for free. Um, do you want to borrow mine? Let's go just make it happen. I'll let you play through Alex. I think you'll love it. I probably will love it. I probably will. But until then, I'm going to talk shit about it. And there's nothing you can do to stop <laughs> Fuck me. this there's game. You can do to stop Fuck me. those Fuck headsets. Yeah. I'm not wearing yeah. no goddamn strap on my head. What do you think I am? Some guy, some guy wearing a fucking TV on his face? Fuck you. We got a, we got a little <laughs> bit of time left. Why don't we talk about that right now, actually? Because I think we wrapped up the games that are most important to us, right? Like, well, my, you went into PS2, and then we took on this whole tangent about Half Life. So we got to go to oh, yeah. modern day. Yeah, my I, modern. I'll keep you my, on track. Don't worry. My modern day. You know, you're my rock, Mike. Thank you. No problem. My modern go. day is <laughs> my Bioshock. Like I feel like that had to go without saying. Is that Bioshock? You know, like I've talked about it enough. It's my favorite game of all time. You know, this bada bing bada boom. Insert. Did you Bioshock quote you, here? You know what? You fucked up. I actually know you never answered your fucking PS2 game. Now that I'm thinking about it, you never did, and I already know what it is. I know what, what your is PS2 it? game is. What you know, is that, it? That that it's fucking again. Resident Evil Four, dummy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is. Holy fuck! Once again, there's my rock for you, ladies and gentlemen. Again, no problem, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I technically GameCube. I never played the PS2 version of it, but seventh gen consoles. That era of my life, Resident Evil Four, man. What a fucking game that is. That's another one. That's another one. If you're bored, if you're listening to this and you're bored and you're in, and you're in bed and you're just listening to me in your ear, whispering softly in your ear, and you're just thinking, what am I going to do? Maybe. I had to. What am I going to do? What am I going to do after my, my meat is beaten and this podcast is over? Pop on a long play of Resident Evil 4 on the, on the, on the, on the TV, on the old boob tube. And just watch yeah, it. Just watch it. With the, on the old boob tube, you gotta play it with the fucking original special edition chainsaw controller too. Oh yes, that's that's a must. You need to be yeah. And you need to have the special outfits that make um Ashley wear almost nothing and Leon wear a tuxedo. Because those are badass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really tactical. It's the tactical it's tuxedo. It's tactical. 
Classic, classic 2004 Capcom objectifying women in video games. Oh, dude, that's a that's a hell yeah for me, brother. I'm glad that they moved actually. past that. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know you're kidding. But I'm glad that they've moved moved past that because that was a little iffy back then. Even for back then, a little iffy. Wasn't she like ten or something in that game? Like Sherry she or whatever. Sherry wasn't... was. What's her name? Ashley. Was it Sherry. Ashley. I no, Sher- Sherry was Resident Evil Two, right? That was Sherry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sherry Birkin. Yep. Yep. I say I say Capcom has moved past that when in fucking RE five there was an outfit for Sheva where she was like a fucking fairy. They're yeah, dude. That company to her too it was great. They they do weird shit with girls sometimes. You know, I don't I don't know how I feel about these Capcom fellas. But we got let's do this real quick because uh, I'm dying to know. We got a few minutes left. And I'm dying to know. If we need to go into another podcast later on, we will. But give me a fucking franchise that's been dead for years and that you want to see come back to life. Because I got quite a few I can talk about. Um. All right. So I thought of one immediately as soon as you said that. And it's so calm. It's funny. So calm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, that's, I, I, was good, I was guessing. What was it? What was no. it? Uh, no. So it's it's gonna be weird so here's a game that i have never played but i would want to bring it back as a sequel because of the enjoyment that it has brought so many people and that game is called black that's a good fucking call dude black is a great game i have never played it and i wish i did i looked at like i watched a video of like like uh like a playthrough of it it looked fucking awesome dude it's funny so black i saw an advertisement for it in a game informer magazine as a kid but i think i was too young and my mom wasn't ready to buy me like m-rated games yet and all that all that nonsense you know what i'm saying so i got it on my um series x because it's backwards compatible and i'm like you know what i'm my own man mom you can't you can't tell me what games (laughs) to buy anymore (laughs) Tell me what to do, mom. So, so I I called her at two a.m. and left her a threatening voicemail, and I bought Black on my Series X, and that game's fucking fun. That game is fucking good, dude. <laughs> when she didn't listen, I, I blackmailed her. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, dude. I hear that game was awesome. Like I watched video play of it and it looked fucking sick. And what is it? PS2? And I, 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 I'm, I'm being selfless here, guys. I've never fucking played it. I didn't get to experience it. I'm being selfless in my choice. My first one I would revive you. is black. I care about you guys, not me. I am going to be fucking selfish. But no, I'm actually not because I'm going to speak for the people. Because I feel like I'm surprised you didn't say this. I feel like this is the number one most requested fucking video game sequel of all time. Actually, maybe Half-Life 3 is, but this is number two. What the fuck is Rockstar doing with Bully? Yeah, what are they doing with that? Like, that Bully 2 has to be up there with one of the most what the fuck, where is it games of all time. It is very requested. And it's like, I feel like that game came out at a different time. And that it just would, I don't think it would fly today. I think that's what Rockstar thinks, and I, I, that's probably why they're not making it. But I'm going to have to agree so. to disagree there. I think my brother actually texted me today that said, and said, Hogwarts Legacy is getting away with too much. We need Bully too. It's like, Hogwarts Legacy can do it? I mean, granted, there's magic, but like you're a student. You're going to class. You're having fun. You're making out with girls. You know, you're giving wedgies to Hufflepuffs. You know, oh, you're, dude, fuck off. You're, be- you're beating homeless people up underneath the bridge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're committing tax fraud. Yeah. All that you're good shit. Hogs that meat on fire. The good shit that you just do because you're a kid, you know? You make Arson, tax fraud in your basement. Yep. 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 You, you drown pigeons in the river, you know, for fun. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps escalating. It just keeps going. escalating. And then eventually you, 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 you're in jail. That's how <laughs> Hogwarts slithering. Legacy ends. The, the Hogwarts Legacy starts as you're just a normal student going to classes and learning spells. And then there's one quest to drown a pigeon. 
and then it just goes down from there. It gets real fucking dark. Does it? I, I haven't gotten to that point. I'm kind of excited to see what happens and what choices I'm given in that matter. You don't you don't have to drown a pigeon, Mike, don't worry. Oh, you sure? But however, you can capture animals inside this little bag and then you can pet them and take care of them. It's pretty fucking neat. I think my favorite thing that I've seen in Potter Legacy is that my buddy cast Crucio on someone and they're like writhing in pain and then he's like don't worry, buddy. I'll save you. And then he turns him into a barrel. And then he was Yo, okay. Your, your buddy's gonna a dark wizard. Yeah. What a fu- what a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a fucking wiener. What a see that guy? He drowns pigeons. He drowns pigeons for fun, even when it's not a quest. He he drowns <laughs> pigeons. Yeah, he blackmails his mom to get him yep. uh, get him a new console. Eleven. Yeah. Good times. I well, see it. we covered a lot of bases today. How many? How many bases? Homie, we were all over the place. This is what I like. We <laughs> we we came in here on our notes for the episode. We came in here with what nine words written. We had no idea what we were going <laughs> to do at the start of the show, and I think this was the best show yet. I think we just need to drop the formal structure and just put one word on the paper. Just get good and then talk about get, Dark Souls for two hours. Get good. <laughs> well, welcome to the Dark Souls podcast, everybody. All right, boys. So let me tell you something about the the fucking flame of humanity. But Mike, you could flame. set it. If you could set the people off with one word of advice before we before we sign off for the night, what would it be? Um, don't be mid. Don't be mid. I'm yeah, gonna. I'm gonna set you off with uh, this. You know, go in your attic, unbox the Wii U, plug it in. Oh, how many? Hold on, hold on. Before before we end on that note, I have to okay. ask: How many people do you think own a fucking Wii U to do that? Okay. Like, what do you think the trials are to find that, huh? I feel like it'd be some sort of Indiana Jones quest. You know what I'm saying? They had to dodge the fucking falling boulder to find the incredible golden Wii U that was lost in some ancient Mesopotamian tribe that somehow lives in their fucking attic in a box. I was going to say, in the attic, too. Who the fuck stores, like, Wii U's in their attic? Yeah. But maybe... Maybe go down to your local retro video game store and spend $40 on a Wii U. There's got to be some good stuff on there. You guys can get 40% off with code Indiana Jones for the Wii U at your local retro game store. Yeah, go up to the counter and say, hey, they told me to tell you Indiana Jones and I'll get it 40% off or something. But honestly, those guys are probably trying to give away those Wii U's at this point. I don't know. I feel like they're like all in the back of like some GameStop with some fucking crazy store manager that's using them to mine Bitcoin. I still have mine. Maybe I'll boot Are it you up. Mining Bitcoin with it? No, I don't think. I don't think we have turned on our Wii U in. No, I turned it on during COVID. I played The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess for like two hours during COVID. The only game on the Wii U worth playing, really. I know, you know what? now yeah. we're going to have to go look a chart up later about like, yeah. what games came out on the Wii U and then determine I'll, which games on the Wii U were worth playing. I was going to say, my final note my final note for the night, ladies and gentlemen, for the week before you hear my voice again. Go on YouTube. You know, after you watch the Bioshock long play, after you beat your meat, after you watch the Resident Evil 4 long play, look, look up 10 hidden gems on the Wii U and just watch some Wii U games. You know, take it back. Take it back to simpler times. I think my mom listens to this, and I just talked about beating your meat like three times this podcast. I think that your mom needs to understand that that is a part of being a gamer, is that you are objectively going to beat your meat to Resident Evil 4. No comment. No, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I've, thought about, I've thought about <laughs> making a joke, and I thought about making a joke, and then I'm like... If anyone I care about gets this far on the podcast, I'll just get a really fucking weird text in like two days and I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about objectifying women, but honestly, dude, the only thing that the only thing that had that amount of fucking cake in the entire game was the regenerators and the fucking sewer. Okay. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those yeah. motherfuckers. Dummy. Fucking thick. Yep. Dumb thick. And flexible. Yeah, like literally dumb. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Seriously. I, I despise those things. There are things but, in nightmares. They still scare me today. Like they're actually horrifying looking, and I can only I have, imagine what they're gonna look like in the remake. I have my regenerator action figure on uh, my shelf behind me. Funny like all say good that. gamers do. They use that to like push themselves. Okay, yep. I'm done. I'm done. I'm I rub done. it. I rub it. I never mind. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Mike mentioned earlier our first uh, gameplay video is up on our YouTube right now. Mike, what's the handle? Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, at low gravity plays. So it's youtube.com forward slash at low gravity plays. Come give us a come give us a shout. Say hi. We're here. Yeah. I promise. Anyone anyone who's listening, if you are. Just give us a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe. Doesn't doesn't do anything. Doesn't hurt you. You know, who's it going to hurt? Give us a thumbs up. Who's it going to hurt? That was and, such like a Morty statement. Sorry. Like more. I can picture Morty <laughs> saying that. And keep an eye out hey, for episode Rick. two. I think we're going to do Morty. Oh, 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 geez. I can't do Morty either. Oh, geez, Rick. Just leave a leave a like and subscribe. Leave, Rick. leave a like, Rick. You son of a yeah. bitch. I'm in. Um, keep an eye out. Episode two is coming out soon. I think we're going to link up. We're probably going to try to squeeze some more Daymare 1998 out of our pores this weekend. And I'm, that'll be up next that's week. That's a good game. That's a good game. It's a good game, guys. Y'all are in for a fucking treat. And then episode three will be up soon, which is the one you're listening to. And episode four, hopefully next week too. It's going to be a busy week for us. And we'll see if we can keep up with it. Yeah.